Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A Little Jaded, hosted by Jada Productions. For anybody who is unfamiliar with Jada Productions, it is an artist management company, but we dabble in everything pretty much. We do music journalism on our blog. Check out our website, jadaproductions.org. We have our Instagram where we shoot out all of our TikTok content. Obviously, we have our TikTok also, and we just do everything under the sun pretty much. And I'm Joanna, the executive EP here at Jaded, and I'm here with Jade, our founder and president. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Jade Zalewski. Uh, If you're new here, welcome. Uh, I am so excited for this episode uh, because we have the second artist uh, on the Jaded Productions roster here to talk about her new single, Favorite Secret. Woo! It is Eris. <laughs> How are Hi! you? Hi, it's Eris. Um, I'm good. How are y'all? Great. <laughs> great. Doing great. Doing I'm so great. excited that you're here and I'm so excited for the song. It's like I've been bopping to it for yes. a week now. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone will realize they've been bopping it for a while. <laughs> um, no, I, I am excited. Um, I can't believe we're doing a release and I'm just super excited to talk a little bit about me and my music and go more in depth with the Jaded team that I love so much. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love it. I love it. I love being on your team. Uh, so just like to start us out here, you know, where are you from? You know, what do you do besides music? You know, what are your passions, hobbies, fun, interesting facts? You know, well, let's yeah. pretend like we're sitting in a circle and we're doing icebreakers. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> icebreakers. I love that. Okay. Uh, where am I from? I'm from the Texas Panhandle. Um, a very small town with like 3000 people. Uh, I don't ask me how I fit all of my personality in that town. It was miserable. <laughs> um, but it was really humbling to say the least. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I grew up in the Texas Panhandle. I'm the youngest of five. Um, and as far as music goes, I didn't really have a whole uh, lot of experience in music. I grew up um, leading worship in the church. And I say leading worship in the church, mostly like a churchgoer. And I would have like a moment here and there. Um, but whenever I got like eighth grade to like a uh, senior in high school I would go to church camp and that's where I would like lead worship and I, I taught myself the guitar um I had a little bit of piano lessons but other than that I taught myself piano guitar stringed instruments how to like listen harmonies all that stuff uh just because I had a natural like ear for it um but yeah uh I went to church camp and I would lead worship and that was like a huge huge uh start to like my love for music so um it was really great and like I said my parents weren't super musical um so I was kind of like the only one and my I have three sisters and one brother and none of them could could hold a tune um one of them played the clarinet which I like bully her for all the time <laughs> um because I feel like that's just a really silly instrument to play um <laughs> but yeah uh and so I was just kind of alone in that. So a lot of my music that I grew up listening to was like just whatever was popular um, on the charts. A lot of like Katy Perry, a lot of pop music. Um, Rihanna, for some reason, my sisters like loved her. Uh, and so just like whatever was popular at that time. And so I think that's why I just love pop music with like my entire soul. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it started. Um, some... Fun facts about me, uh, I'm a Gemini with a Scorpio, 
wait, Scorpio, Moon, and Rising. Um, super fun. Um, I can juggle. Super fun. And I wanted, I can't believe I haven't said this in an interview yet, but whenever I was in college, my brief stint in college, I tried out, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. <laughs> I tried out for an acapella team and they denied me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not the acapella team. I was convinced that my life was gonna be like like pitch perfect. Yeah. And they said they said no thank you. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> that is like the first L that I took ever. Um <laughs> it's a it, that's a way to humble you as a musician. <laughs> Hey, um, you know what we say here? A rejection is just redirection. <laughs> Look at you now. Uh, yeah, or like, I don't know. <laughs> Look at me now. Hopefully they've heard my music and they just regret it. Um, but right. I wasn't in college that long anyway. So <laughs> I guess it was a good move in the end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the funnest fact I can think of. And I'm really exposing myself with that here. Uh, you're welcome for that vulnerability. But <laughs> no, you know what's no, funny is I tried out for, I'm pretty sure I tried out for acapella groups in my freshman year in college too. Made none of them. I was like, what? <laughs> After I'm Pitch like, Perfect, everybody wanted, everybody wanted to be Pitch Perfect. Literally. <laughs> Literally. I was like, I want to be Glee. I want to be Pitch Perfect. Yes. I want to be everything. Glee. Right no. Oh my God. When I was like late high school, I was convinced. I was like, we need to start a Glee club, guys. I can't, I can't carry a tune, but I was convinced. I was like, I'm going to, come on. You're like Will Schuster. <laughs> oh my God. I know. <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, I'm going to be Britney. I can't sing, but I can dance. Oh. <laughs> Maybe Britney. Yeah. Yeah. No. Ex- and that is so funny that like we bring up the fact that, you know, you tried out for acapella groups. Cause I know that like, you know, Glee was a big thing for you and oh, you know, like, <laughs> and even like, I know Taylor Swift doesn't do acapella, but Taylor Swift is huge for you. Lord mm-hmm. is huge for you. Do you want to talk about a little bit how those inspirations, you know, really drive your music and your sound? Oh yeah. I love Taylor Swift so much. I could throw up. Um, so <laughs> basically uh yeah so let's start with taylor swift um my first love ever uh i remember so i don't have a lot of memories from being young but i vividly remember like begging my mom to buy her debut uh i don't know why i maybe it was like my soul being drawn to her already but i just picked it up and i was like mom i need this like now because i'd never heard any of her music before i don't think so her debut singles were like our song and Tim McGraw and all of that. And Tim McGraw's like when she like hit the charts. Well, I like fell in love with her songwriting. And I mean, I was raised on like, I, I say I wasn't really raised on anything. I was raised on popular music and a mix of like country music. And so it was really cool to see. Um, unfortunately, country music is whack. But anyways, it was really cool to see a woman like independent woman that was like about my age because when I released I mean I was like six but she was like older than that and so it was cool to see somebody young to see somebody that wrote their own music to see like somebody doing a country pop kind of like vibe um and I feel like something about Taylor Swift was that she was so relatable to like young women um who were growing up in that age because all of the pop stars at that time were so much older than me um specifically so I grew up with her uh and that was such a huge uh part of my relationship first of all with music but also with songwriting um I feel like 
an un indisputable fact about Taylor Swift that is that she's the best songwriter of our generation. Um, and I can defend that with my life. <laughs> but basically, like, I don't know, it's just really inspiring the way that she can like weave a story and her melodic choices. And I think I really learned from that um, from her. And especially like, going into the songwriting that I want to do in the future I definitely like she can write amazing pop music but she can also like tell stories and her crossover from country music to pop music to you know like folk music and all that stuff is so inspiring and I definitely think that's why like um my debut EP is really like genreless and it's really genre bending because one of my favorite stars ever just did that and did it with ease and you know, inspires all of us to kind of make whatever we want. And so I think that that's really cool. And I, I think I learned a lot from her as a person and her career uh, paving the way for like young women everywhere. And so I love her. I can't wait to meet her. We're manifesting that. Um, but yeah. And then as far as like Glee, I, so a big part of my identity is that I'm in the LGBT community uh, and growing up in a small town, that was so hard. And it was so hard to be accepting of myself and who I was uh, whenever that wasn't the norm and it wasn't accepted and it was actively discouraged um, by my family, by everybody around me. Um, you know, it's just really conservative there. And so I felt like there was not a really like great example of like that being okay and so I feel like like watching Glee growing up like number one I mean I love the music and that's like what what drew me to the show in the first place um because they were doing like acapella covers of like pop songs or like popular songs and I was like yes um and then it's just like so much representation of like different people in that show and it's like you're all minorities you're in the Glee club <laughs> But like, but like, actually, like, um, it was just really cool to see like people of color on the show, like singing, doing stuff, because like country music, it's like all, you know, like white people. And that's like all that I grew up seeing. But like, in Glee, it's like people of color and like LGBTQ people, like gay people, lesbian representation. And so I feel like it it felt it made me feel really safe. Um, And I feel like that was one of the first shows that like made me feel safe. And so that's why I'm like Glee for life. But um, that's a huge like I just love it so much and then I mean Lord for one but like melodrama I feel like if I could you know have a Venn diagram of like Taylor Swift and Lord and like be in the middle with my songwriting and sound is like all that I would want to be um Lord like Taylor Swift can tell a story like none other but with Lord it's so like and this is something that I value in my songwriting it's it's a great way to describe a specific feeling and a specific instance um and I feel like, you know, like she does that with a lot of her music, like we'll end up painted on the road, red and chrome, broken glass, sparkling to describe like a car crash. And for me, I said, like spilling my guts all by myself, like you're here to see it, like something very similar in a way, describing a feeling that you wouldn't necessarily like use to describe that feeling. Um, and I think that Lloyd is is so good at like using this very abstract imagery to to condense to something specific um and that's like I definitely learned from her and melodrama is like I mean so much of my debut AP was inspired by melodrama and so much of my music for, for the rest of my life is going to be inspired by melodrama um just because that was the music that defined my 
teenager years. And so um, definitely living with it and seeing myself in it and being um, captured by the story and the concept um, and like learning what a concept album was. And so like being inspired by that, because um, I feel like at that point in time, Taylor Swift hadn't had a huge concept album. I mean, 1989 was out, but I feel like um, for me, melodrama was a lot more um, relatable. And so, uh, yeah, so, so important to me. All those people are so important to me. Um, and I definitely think my songwriting like marries the two, like storytelling and like emotion type stuff that Lord does. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think that that's the basis of like how I write now and the melodies that I create now. Um, so yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love that. And I guess, kind of on you know the topic of obviously you talking about all of these people and like who inspired you in your career and obviously you know growing up you know doing like your worship and just in general loving music when did you kind of start taking that passion for music to the next level and knowing that you wanted to pursue music as more than just a hobby and actually want to be an artist yourself right um I don't know <laughs> short answer I don't know um I, I was honestly really afraid um, to admit uh, what I wanted to do. And I feel like a lot of people in the industry are, especially women, um, because we're told that like, you're supposed to fit into a certain mold of like a person or like you're, you're told young people, like you're told that you're supposed to do what you're good at, to do what is gonna make you money, to do what is gonna make you as dependable um, and as a fu functioning member of society in terms of like today's standards. And I've always kind of been, I mean, out of place for one because I'm LGBTQ, I'm a people of color and a person of color in a predominantly white town. And I just had this like personality that like nobody really had or, so I was just kind of always out of place with my interests and my passions. And so I just kind of hit it for a long time. Um, and I honestly had so much, um, I struggled a lot with my mental health in high school. I struggled, like, I feel like the more that you deny who you are and what you're meant to be and what you are gifted with, the more that it feels like you aren't, you don't belong where you, and like, I used to say this thing, like in a light socket, you could put a fork in there and it fits, but it doesn't belong. And so I feel like that's very like similar. I know a, a metaphor that's like so abrasive, but that's like me. <laughs> um, I feel like that kind of like makes sense. like just because you fit doesn't mean you belong. Um, and I kind of took that to heart. And so I, you know, was really afraid and I was good at school. So I got the scholarship to go to college and I was just kind of vibing, hanging out. And I just felt more and more like, uh, like pieces of myself were like slipping away. Um, the more that I like denied that and suppressed it. And so I just woke up one day and I had that feeling or that epiphany um because in in college I was a religion major because of like my Christian background psychology major religion minor I guess to say and so I was in this religion course and similarly like my teacher said the longer that you deny what you are meant to be doing it's you know you're like I don't know he said the longer that you deny what you're meant to be doing the more that you just kind of like are not giving that self to the world. And it's like a, um, a travesty to like everybody around you because they're not getting to experience like what you, what you were made to be doing. And I guess it's like everybody that you meet, like maybe they need that or something, you know? So I feel like do what you're meant to be doing or what you feel like you're meant to be doing. Um, because at the end of the day, like, you know, 
you were gifted that for a reason, I believe. And so I just kind of had this moment and then I just didn't go back. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, I just, I know I'd been struggling that whole semester. I was like, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be here. I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something else, using my gifts for something else. And I had that moment and I was like, you know, I don't want to go back. So I, I took a lot of time to kind of like really think about what I wanted to do. And honestly, by pure chance and luck and, uh, I don't know, I, I started working for this coffee shop and my barista lead was also a musician and we ended up writing break my own heart together. And we just kind of started my whole musical career by like, the randomness of like me working in his cafe <laughs> or like me being his barista. And so I feel like definitely right time, right place. And if I hadn't had that moment where I left when I did, you know, I wouldn't have gotten the job when I did and I wouldn't have like made the music when I did. And so I definitely feel like that's, I'm a huge proponent of like, listen to yourself, listen to your needs and just kind of like do whatever you feel is right. Um, because at the end of the day, like you're the only person that's going to lead you that way like you're the only person that can give you the feedback um because you're the only person that, like knows yourself the way that you do and so yeah I feel like I just woke up and I decided and I here we are <laughs> I love that so much I feel like you're I feel like for a lot of people especially in our age group and you know who are all wanting to go into like different branches of like the industry or whatever it is that they're passionate about I feel like it's such a common it's such a common theme of feeling like you want to chase this, but society tells you you shouldn't, or it's like, right. it's not easy. So I shouldn't do it. And it's just right. hearing that, you know, you just, you took the leap and you were like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And from doing that, you ended up writing your first song. It, that's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And it, it really is. Um, you just have to do what you want to do. And I feel like, especially in the music industry, it's really discouraging if you don't come from a background in music. I know like, like as a musician, some girls grow up and their like parents like play jazz music while their like mom cooked dinner, like on the piano and they, and that's great. But for me, it's like, I am so afraid because I don't, I don't have that background. I don't have that, but that's also like what gives me the perspective and my like taste in music different from other people. And similarly to like people who want to pursue music, like you might not have that perspective, but you have something to offer the industry that like they don't, you know? So I feel like you really have to think about, think about it. And that's the hardest part definitely is taking the leap and deciding that you're going to stay true to yourself. But I feel like ultimately that's um, the most important thing that you can do in life and your career is just staying true to, to what feels right in the moment. And then, I don't know, maybe in five years, I'll be like, this doesn't feel right for who I am anymore. And it's okay to change. So, and like, it's okay to change your career too. Like, I feel like I see that a lot in the industry, like people, um, they're doing something else and they're like, oh, well, this is like what I've been doing, but I've had a change of heart. Like I've grown, I've decided that, you know, I want to like do this instead. And that's totally okay. Like it's a long life. And so we get, we can like do and be whatever we want to be when it feels right in the moment. And so I feel like that's just kind of how I live my, (laughs) my life. Um, and so I think my music will have like change and grow with me. Um, and I think, like I said, Taylor has been great about that. Like she didn't want to make country music for her whole life. So I think, you know, moving into like other genres and moving into like what I want to make in the future. Um, I definitely want to stay true to like how, how I'm feeling in the moment. And so I feel like it's always going to be really authentic. Um, and I'm not going to try to make something just because I have before. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> 
Absolutely. Not to to get too deep there. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. And you're 21. I mean, you're allowed to change. You're like, you know, when you think about it, you're so, so young. And I just want to point out that, you know, like through all of that, that is absolutely spectacular. But not only does Eris like create super, super cool, like ungenred music, but she's hilarious. I was on your Twitter yesterday yes. and I oh saw this God. tweet from you and you said it reminded me so much of my best friend because I just love that kind of humor and, and it, you said be the reason why a couple has a fight today and I said I love that oh my god no also if you guys don't follow her on TikTok she's just hilarious you're so funny. Yes. it was like like be the reason a couple fights today heart <laughs> I love that yeah you're- I definitely Definitely. Um, well, thank you for appreciating appreciating it for of once. Uh, like heavily drenched sarcasm. <laughs> um, I definitely think it's something that takes a little bit uh, getting used to. Um, but yeah, thank thank you for appreciating that. Yeah, and that a lot of my humor and a lot of my life is definitely like based out of like real life experiences so like I was the reason a couple fought yesterday so I tweeted it I was like you know what be the reason like oh my god a couple fights today and like most of my tiktoks like that shit has actually happened to me like I feel like some artists thrive on like making shit up but like my life is so annoyingly like like this shit just like randomly happens (laughs) that like I write about it. And so usually if you hear something in my music, if I tweet something that seems like it's really funny, nine times out of 10, that actually happened to me. So you just got to laugh at life. You know what I mean? You're right. (laughs) Absolutely. I, I just, your sense of humor is just so great and like so unique and it's just, it cracks me up every time. And I was like, I don't know if this is real or I was like, but it's hilarious. You know what I mean? And I think something that makes you an some like an artist that people can really gravitate towards is that you know we just had this massively deep conversation about you know where you come from and who you're inspired by and these this music and these lyrics and all this and like you have so much insight on like that whole topic but then you know you're still a normal person and you still you know you still joke around and you still you know take everything with a grain of salt and you make things out of these experiences and I think that that's what makes you so relatable yeah, um, I would hope so. I really hope that, because uh, I mean, I have, I've li- lived a lot of life. I've had a lot of heartache and I feel like that's not necessarily something you would think about when people think about me. I mean, I like to laugh. I like to have the attention, but I like to like, you know, just kind of like be as relatable as possible. And so I feel like it is really nice whenever I get to show my duality that like, yes, I'm so funny. And I I mean, I like to think I'm so funny and I can like have these experiences and make people laugh. But also I want to be really like vulnerable about about the experiences that I've had and the struggles that I've had because um I don't know I feel like a lot of stars aren't or like you get one or the other where like you have a personality but you I don't know you know so I definitely want to be somebody who can be relatable to people and I definitely think that's why like um I can relate a lot to like fangirls and young women and just like Gen Z humor because that's really what it is it's just like Gen Z humor where like everything out of context is so hilarious and so I I try to you know showcase as much as my personality as possible because I definitely think that's a highlight of like who I am as a person um and the reason why I'm so funny a lot of the times is because of 
heartache and trauma. So I think, I think, uh, it's definitely relatable. So, yeah, I was going to say some of the funniest people I know have had the most trauma and like, <laughs> yeah, of their it always lives, ends but up they're like hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, literally. it's a big rip, but yeah. I mean, you know, but it makes you who you are. Like you said, yeah, once you have the lows and you can appreciate the highs, like you can appreciate exactly. the humor and the easy going. And so it is really hard a lot of the time, but I definitely, you know, am gifted with humor since I was small and I had to, I'm the youngest of five girl boss. Like I had to fight for my life in the group <laughs> chat of my family, like every single day. So I definitely had to learn how to be funny because also I was like the ugliest kid ever. So I, oh my God, like, stop. <laughs> so I don't know. You have to like, you have to learn. You have to cope. Oh, yeah. Um, exactly. So thanks. I'm glad they all think I'm funny because yeah. I try really hard. No, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And like, speaking of, you know, I know how you said uh, that, you know, you got, you got a job as a barista and then you wrote, break my own heart. Like, can you go into like a little bit more detail about like, you know, from the writing process all the way to release date? Because I know that was your first single, first time, you know, releasing, you know, so it had to be complicated or at least a bit confusing, you know, for a new musician. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Music is so random it's so like hard and there's so many processes but also I feel like there's a lot of gatekeeping in the community so the more that I can explain like how I did it and what worked for me and what didn't like the more I can help new musicians because I feel like it was very unnecessarily hard for me and it could have been a lot easier if people would have been more open about the whole process um so yeah I am a very like in the moment songwriter and I've talked about this a lot like usually I'll have a specific line or a specific melody and I'll write everything at once um and it's it's hard for me to like come back to something or like the idea and I feel like you know some songwriters sit down and they like really like they're like okay I want to write about my relationship this is what I should say this is what I want to write about and I feel like it just comes to me all at once where I'm like having a day or I see something or I hear something and I'm like this is, this is it. Like, this is how I'm going to get this out. And so, um, at that point I've been struggling a lot with like emotions about a past relationship. Um, and like, this is, had actually happened to me. Like I, um, you know, I am a very person that I, I avoid my emotions. I don't know if y'all know about the Enneagram, but I'm a seven, which is like trauma and funny, but like, we also run from our emotions and like, like Gemini, like uh, Gemini. But anyways, I was running from my emotions for like two years, like the song says. And I was just kind of struggling with it because it was like summer. And this like reminded me of this person. And I don't know, there was a lot of things like coming to an apex of like, I need to feel these feelings or I'm going to like scream. Um, so I was just like in my field and uh I I actually have like physical letters that uh I mean like when, whenever a love is forbidden and illicit like you always like write letters um so I had these letters that I would like pass back and forth um and I could write so many songs about this time in my life uh but I had them like I kept all of them and I would like revisit them and I would read them and I was like right back where I was and so I think um that day was like a a special day or something like that or it was just a random day and I was like going through this these letters and I had like an old sweatshirt 
that I like had and I didn't write all of this that day um that's just kind of like what I'd been doing for like a month or something like reading these letters wearing that shirt kind of feeling the vibes and then one day I was driving home from not the coffee shop that I work at because I hadn't started working there yet but like this one that I frequented often um and like my I was like driving home in silence for some reason (laughs) and like I like never do um but my blinker was on like turning right and it was like going like a specific like uh, BPM. And I just had the idea like, and I had the original voice memo um, where I incorporated that into like something that I made. But basically in the original voice memo, I sing the whole chorus. Sometimes I read her old letters to let it hurt. Sometimes you might catch me wearing your favorite shirt. I don't even know the words. And I know that I didn't want to tell you the truth, but sometimes I break my own heart just to feel close to you. I wrote all of that in between the time that I had my blinker on to the time that I was turning. Like, like, and that light was red. Like I wrote all of that, like at once. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, I was like, where did that come from? Um, so I just kind of like had the voice memo and I feel like I'd been like wanting to write for a while. And so then fast forward a little bit and actually I lied. I was working at the cafe, but I wasn't really writing. So I... Uh, good guy Levi who I co-wrote it with I was like hey like I have this idea for a song I don't know where it's going I don't know what it is can you help me because he had like already had a bunch of songs out and he had shown me shown me his music um and so it ended up being something where like randomly we worked really well together we had already bonded over our like musical tastes um and he kind of like helped me get get that out because sometimes it's easy to write by yourself but other times it's harder um especially with with an emotion that you don't exactly know what it is yet um and so I feel like me um as a person I like to bounce my ideas off of people and I do best teaching something to somebody else like when I learn something and like teaching it to somebody else, it helps me learn the process better. And so I feel like like talking through it with him helped me learn the process better and like how to be a songwriter and how to write easier. Um, And so that song came together like so naturally, like literally like we had it done in like an hour or an hour and a half. Some songwriting sessions are eight hours and you get maybe half a song or a top line, which is like a chorus, uh first verse chorus and that's like a top line so it's what it's considered so anyways so easy so naturally because this is something he had experienced as well um and I know like my favorite part about that song is something that I like like I said stole from Lord like spilling my guts all by myself like you're here to see it like I had been reading those letters wearing that sweatshirt you know kind of screaming about how I felt and like those emotions like I was telling that person how much I missed them um but I didn't and I couldn't because you know you just don't that's something that I had to like live with um and so I definitely feel like uh, missing that those people and actually it was written about yeah and X but um it was written about a couple different people and I think some of my music I also write about a couple different people and relationships that I have um I mean in this instance like I was at odds with one of my family members. And I write about that a lot, a lot, like in my song, Right Back Where You Want Me. Um, I didn't speak to my parents for two years whenever I came out. Um, And so in this instance, thought it was you through that door, my stomach hit the floor. That was about somebody that looked like one of my, like looked like my parents. Um, And so I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, that was about an ex, which true, it could be. But also like, you know, when you see these people 
some of these relationships can like blend and you can write about it in, in a romantic setting. Um, so yeah, it came together really naturally. And then by chance, um, I got to work with his producers uh and then we ended up writing the rest of the ep um and it was crazy because at that point like i wrote it and then i lost my job um and so then i had all this free time to like go write this ep so i feel like one thing happens and leads to another thing and it just kind of snowballs into like oh now i'm winning a grammy um but i feel like uh you know it it all happened really fast and really naturally and i'm honestly so lucky because I feel like you never meet people in the real world that you can like actually work with and actually vibe with. Um, you always have to like go find them. But honestly, good guy Levi was like an angel to, into my life in the form of a barista. Um, so I feel like, um, I feel like, you know, it was amazing. And I have so much love for him. And we actually like, I come to him with ideas all the time still. And he like sends me songs on his EP. Like that's a relationship that I love. Um, and I think I'll have for the, my whole like musical career. Uh, so yeah, it, that's how it came together. Really random and like revisiting. So I feel like with songwriting, sometimes you write it all at once. And then, like I said, sometimes you have like a grueling writing session where, you know, you have like one line, a good line. And then the rest is like, you have to like, like pull it out of you and it's painful and it's hard and it literally feels like you're like I don't know studying for the ACT or some bullshit like you're just like like why do I have to do this and then at the end it feels like work um but at the end of the day you know you come up with something really great and so I feel like a lot of my songs on the EP were written like that um where we had like a lot of work um but then something came out that was like really good and so I definitely feel like what works for me the most is combining the two, like having the natural spark and energy um, and then putting it away whenever I feel like I'm not doing it justice anymore, like I'm kind of being repetitive or if I feel like I'm not feeling that anymore or I'm not writing as good as I know that I can, I will put it away and then I'll revisit it another day where I'm like, okay, I think that I know more about what I want to say or I've written in my journal and I'm like, okay, I can like put the pieces together now. Um, I'm doing that now with songs that I'm writing, demos that I'm writing. I write the beginning and then I put it away and I feel like that kind of takes all the pressure off too to be like, okay, I have to finish this song in like an hour or like four hours or whatever and in, in turn that makes me write better music um so yeah I feel like a break my own heart will always have a special place in my heart just because of how natural it was and how like DIY it was <laughs> um especially with like the visuals and stuff like that like it was all made with so much love and so much um I don't know, everybody appreciated it in the process. And I definitely think that with my music in the future, I want to write with, and I want to be produced by people who who love the project as much as, much as I do. Um, yeah, so, so random, so crazy, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that. that. And like, as a- That song, everyone go stream it. It's up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do break my own heart. It's really like- um, kind of gets you uh some some music is like a story but this music definitely captures the feeling of like hurt and I was hurting and you can definitely tell um so if you want to feel something go stream it <laughs> yes definitely and and as a as so much of that was so relatable to I'm sure all songwriters because 
I just know that I went from that weird gap in my life where it was like 13 to 18, where I was actually trying to be like a real musician. You know what I mean? Like, obviously I'm not that good. So it wasn't, it didn't work out, but, um, you know, you like still be, you can still decide. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, it's like what I said, like, Hey, if you want to change your career path, go ahead and do it. Yeah. True. True. Yes. <laughs> but like, it was just, I remember writing songs and I remember that exact feeling. It was just so like, I would write one line and I'd be like, that is the best line ever written and then and then I would like never and then I would lose it I would never go back like I have a binder a stack full of just one-liners you know and it was just so relatable because it's just it's so funny how like one feeling hits you like that at a stoplight and and it's just so weird it's really really weird I love that well, it. some people, I, I think I'm going to thrive in like one-liners because um, I was talking to Joanna about how I was famous on Tumblr for like, like oh 10 God. stories. <laughs> like yeah. Tumblr, oh, oh my God, the Tumblr days. I had a Tumblr, oh. I was thriving on Tumblr. That was my life. Um, But I would write like, six word stories or like 10 word stories and so you would like condition yourself to like have this one liner and condense this like so abstract broad emotion into like 10 words and so I feel like something that I'm, I thrive at in my music in my writing is just like one-liners and so if I if you're somebody that writes like that write it down and then come back to it because it is good and you just have to like come up with the like I don't know extra stuff that can like support that um and so yeah I definitely feel like it's a process and some people write better than other people um and I definitely think as somebody who writes their own music um and no like um shade to anybody who doesn't or like pop stars that don't because like some people are vocalists and some people just thrive on that and that's like their gift but if you want to write your own music then it's definitely important to figure out how you learn, how you write, how you like the process that works for you the best, because something that works for me isn't going to work for somebody else. And I definitely think in the beginning of my career, in the beginning of my career, when I made my EP, I put a lot of pressure on myself to fit into the process that my producers were telling me worked the best, the best. Um, But after the fact, I found out that like I work better doing something else and doing something that works for me and like listening to what I'm good at. And so I definitely think, you know, if you have a stack of songs, figure out how you write best, then like some people write best me, like whenever I need, I need to lay on the floor, light a candle and cry sometimes. And sometimes I write the best when I'm on my drive to work. And so I feel like definitely figuring out like, you know, that takes the pressure off too, that like, you know, I'm going to figure out what I want to do best. So it doesn't feel like work, but sometimes you do, you have to. So yeah, I love to talk about this, especially with new musicians and being encouraging because in the community, in music, there's a lot of gatekeeping, um, especially by like producers and things like that. So I want to be as open as possible um, and like helpful as possible because I had no idea. And so I thought that the way that I was taught was the only way, but it's really not. So um, definitely keep that in mind that you have so much freedom. And I think that I've embraced that with my future projects and what I'm writing now that like I have so much freedom to do whatever I want. And that's just like that's really uh, encouraging to me. Yeah, I love that. And I love also like, you know, we keep bringing up like your EP and how it's like so special to you and the way like, you know, your songwriting and the way that you do everything. And like, 
one song that always sticks out to me when I think about something that's so like raw to just you know you're being real and you're writing about it is like jealous anybody who's <laughs> heard it I always think about like it's so relatable in such a just simple way yeah oh y'all if you want a country song that is about <laughs> jealousy that is funny my humor go stream jealous um I definitely think that showcases all of that but yeah um I mean, this is an emotion that I've never experienced before. I know a lot of people get jealous and a lot of people experience this, but I never had. And so I was like, mm, what is this? And so I think <laughs> writing about it and capturing it in the way that I did um, was so real, so real, so like down to earth. So, I mean, and with country music, like you just have to go there. And mm -hmm. all, a lot of it is true. Like, you know, and just an example, like, are you still the topic of her poetry? My ex is, my ex, my current partner's ex is a poet, like, published poet. Like, I'll drive by her house. We live on the same blog. One of her exes literally lives on the same street as me in my hometown, like, grew up there. <laughs> so it's just, oh like, like, taking things that actually happened, like, and just kind of, like, you know, putting them in a song that is, is, relatable enough but it's like broad enough to be like oh yeah I'm gonna drive by her house and like hit her with my car like you can relate to that in like a huge city or even if your like ex like lives like across the country you can relate to that because you're like oh like I might like stop <laughs> like but like I won't so we'll see so yeah I I love when people appreciate the complexity of that song um and how like it is so simple but it's also complex and it's so funny but it's also like thoughtful and so I think um that's a song that people sleep on because they're like oh it's country music but if you actually listen to it like it's so funny um and it's so fun and I just love that song so much um so thank you for bringing it up <laughs> oh, yeah. we we love jealous on the jaded we love, we love jealous, jealous in this house yeah. <laughs> you said you said i i thought this was funny you said jealous is broad but you named all of the girls <laughs> oh so is it even broad <laughs> okay, let me okay yeah no, that's my favorite part of the song anybody who hasn't heard it go so listen to it right now yeah, that's my favorite that, part like, it's at like 244 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, go into yeah. that a little bit. Well, okay, so those are free broad names, first of all, but here's, okay, so here's <laughs> how the process works. Whenever you record a song, you do the main vocal, you do um, all the harmonies and all that stuff like in one pass, and then you do ad-libs, and ad-libs are the fun stuff that you hear in music that's just like the extra or the random or just kind of like all that like, ooh, so, like the sparkles on top. You make it like fun and sparkly. And so with this song, like the laugh and like the giggles and at the end where I'm like, bow, 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 like all of that was real. Like I didn't like plan it. And so I think whatever you're doing ad libs, the best thing to keep in mind is like to have fun. And like a good thing about this is like, and once I got to do with me, like all of those were ad libs, like heard those people talking shit, man, like ad libs. And so I think keeping that in mind, um, I was like recording ad libs, just having a good time. And that was like kind of a dead space in the song. Cause that was just like the extra stuff. And I just like, listed them off I was like their names are Dina and Christy and then I forgot the other one and I was like Tori oh god Tori like I didn't like have that written on my hand and I was like I'm gonna say this this is gonna be so funny I said it and then I forgot about it like I mean y'all know how much personality I have how funny I can be how silly goose I can be <laughs> and so I just thought like oh that's funny and like my producers were laughing like we were just having a good time and then I get the version back 
and I listened to it and I literally said oh shit like oh my god like I had no idea they were gonna put that in there and so then I showed my partner and I was like hey um there's a little surprise here for you um and I was like you can tell me how you feel but I think I'm gonna leave it in there so you don't really have a choice um and so definitely um they approached me about it. Um, and I'm honest, like, I'll always be honest. Like if I write a song about somebody, I text them and I'm like, Hey, I wrote a song about you. You might get some attention. Um, just letting you know, cause I hate to be blindsided. So, uh, it was definitely an awkward conversation, but I mean, in all good fun, um, I sure hope. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't even remember what the original question was, but I just think it's so fun important to have fun in the ad libs um to give that energy to the song and I didn't know that it was going to make it in the final version so I guess I could have stopped it but at that point I was like you know this belongs here now <laughs> and like in a lot of Taylor Swift songs I mean she dear John like you know what I mean so she yeah. like says their names she puts it in there she goes there and I feel like that's so important if I wanted to be authentic to like what I was experiencing yeah I need to go there and so I did <laughs> yeah on the topic of that, Jay didn't know the style was written about Harry Styles. The name is called. You know what? <laughs> I just didn't. I dots were not connected. I didn't care about One Direction. Jade. I didn't Jade. care about Taylor Swift. Jade. I didn't care about anything except for <laughs> I, that I, well, I didn't know. <laughs> we are coaching you on all things Taylor Swift, especially me. Like the, <laughs> you need to love her. Yeah. No, between you and That's Joanna, it. I I know so much about Taylor Swift and One Direction now. I I literally I <laughs> between you and yes. Joanna, I'm like hearing everything, I love all the facts. You. I'm like, wow, what? <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah, literally, I was like, Joanna, I, we were talking about Taylor Swift the other day, and Joanna was like, I was like, I love 1989, you know, like clean and everything, and, and she was like, you know, style, yeah, that's like Harry Styles, and I was like what <laughs> what yeah taylor swift is the queen of writing something specific but making it broad so enough to be re like relatable to it and yeah that's what i do you know yeah. i write yeah. it specifically yeah but i make it broad enough and so i really hope i can like hone that in so and especially yeah. with my new newer songs i definitely think that i'm like doing that a lot better than I have uh, or like the best that I've ever done um so I'm so excited for people to hear it but yeah you need to learn more Taylor Swift history because there's literally so much that it would blow your mind <laughs> oh yeah it's crazy I, I love I guess, it I love it I guess staying um kind of the last question having to do with the EP since you just mentioned you know like your new music and everything but last question on the EP so we talked a lot about how obviously like this EP like all like the lyricism and everything it's very real it's very like raw for you so right. a word that I would use to describe it would probably be like real because this is like you know this is real shit you're writing about this is right yeah that you're experiencing so what is one word that you would use to describe it I think um one word that I would use to describe it is like multifaceted um a better word is like adventurous. Um, I think I I pushed myself a lot on the EP mm -hmm. and uh, I love that it's real. Like every song is written from like something that actually happened, something that I, I wrote, like I was in the room, I did all the stuff and I wanted to make pop music. And so I was like, let's, um, and something that I 
was concerned about with the EP is that, you know, as a young woman in the industry, as somebody who wants to make it, as somebody who wants to be a pop star, who wants to have influence over my own music, um, and somebody that really inspired me about this is like Halsey and their journey on like their music and how they um, like approached it and stuff like that. Like somebody told me that your EP should show everything that you can do. Um, so that in the future, like you can make whatever. And so I feel like with somebody, like I keep going back to Taylor Swift, but like making, you know, music or like, like Lord or even like Billie Eilish, like if you make a specific style of music in the beginning, it's really hard to like break out from that um, because women get pigeonholed so much more than men do. And that me the off because like men can like do whatever. And it's like, oh, how fun. But if like, uh taylor swift makes pop music she gets kicked out of like the country music association like off literally and so anyways um i really wanted to do whatever i wanted one so i could be as marketable as possible because like i want to get signed that's a goal of mine but two i didn't want to get pigeonholed because somebody like me who has so many like interests in pop music so many like genres coming together and so much like different things that i can write about i didn't want to be a girl who just like you know, made one thing. And that's like how I was put for the rest of my career. Um, and so I had definitely had to be smart about it and approach it in a smart way. Um, but I think in the process of that, I lost a lot of the realness along the way. Um, so it does mean a lot that people are like, oh, it's so real. And it's so honest. And it is, it really is. Um, but I think with my future music, I definitely want to keep in mind that like, I can make whatever I want, and I can be as real as I want. And, you know, I, I don't want to make music for the sake of like having a country song out, even though that that was fitting for the time being. Um, I think in the future, I really, really want to like come home to like who I am um, and like in electro pop in that kind of world, because it feels a lot more authentic to me. But I mean, like I said, an EP is the time to explore. It's the time to like figure out what you like, figure out your styles, because without the EP, I wouldn't know like what felt like home to me. Um, but now I do, you know, so I feel like I took and one thing that I kept saying is that I wanted my listeners to get whiplash from track to track. And I definitely think that like somebody like me who is so like kind of all over the place in a lot of the things that I do it it is very fitting to my personality um and I'm really glad that I could like make something that people could like get that vibe from me so that now I can make whatever I want because it's like people know everything that I can do um so I could like reach a lot of people and kind of connect with as many people as possible that like love my music because whenever you're making whatever you want, it's all connected because it comes from you. And that's something that I kept in mind. Um, and it's something that I learned from a book called How to Steal Like an Artist. So definitely go read it. But it's like, you can make whatever you want. And it's going to be similar to your other works because it comes from you and your unique like perspective. And so I, I did, I, you know, I was all over the place. And then that's what I love about it. And I think that's the allure to it too. Um, so I'm glad that you said real, because uh, it definitely is real. And it's, adventurous and I think that's what makes it really special I like that a lot that's really that is so nice that is brilliant you know because like <laughs> it's, it's your it's your perspective I've never heard it that way you like put that way you know what I mean like the same artists you know the sometimes gonna sound the same because it's the same perspective but I get that yeah and also on the topic of women being pigeonholed Joanna and I had an entire conversation about this like women aren't allowed to like switch up 
do anything yes. without right. being like go back to what you were doing before you know right. like, but other people yeah. can do it whatever but right. anyway um that's a separate conversation <laughs> yeah. but anyway yeah um so like favorite secrets out today um which oh is my insane God. um you know and uh, we're we're filming this guys on the second, but let's pretend like it's the 13th for right now. And yeah. his yeah. favorite secret is out today. And, um, you know, so like who did, who did the photo shoot, you know? So the photo right. shoot, if you guys don't know about it, it's, um, you know, it's just pictures of Aris with a bucket hat and <laughs> like, um, you know, and just like, it's a bunch of, and it's red. Oh, it's just so good. It's right. like Lord-esque. Somebody red. described it. Our, our head of marketing described it to me as Lord-esque. And I was like, yeah. That is exactly what she's going for. She yeah. loves Lord, but the, you know, so yeah. like, yeah, like who did the photo shoot? Where can we listen? How can fans promote it? Like, tell us all about Favorite Secret. Yeah. Oh my God. So Favorite Secret, another thing that kind of just came together. And speaking of Lloyd, I feel like a lot of my visual um, stuff that I try to do visually comes from like melodrama. So I definitely think for the rest of my career, it's going to be like lights and kind of like moody and stuff like that. And I mean, Lord has like, that thing where you can like see colors whenever you listen to music I tried to say the word and I couldn't and I feel like I have the similar vibes and so this song felt really really red to me um and I definitely wanted to like transition out of the crashing every party phase into something like I don't know like that and so I had never done a studio shoe and it kind of just happened because I did it with Crowdsurfer magazine. Um, the girl that took my pictures, her name is Gabby. She just photographed at Lollapalooza, right? She's phenomenal and brilliant. Um, and so it just kind of happened. Like they got in contact with us about like doing a shoot for their magazine. And I was like, hey, like this is perfect. I kind of want to release. And one of my um, musician friends, like I was talking about the EP and I was like, man, like I feel like Forbidden Love didn't get like enough attention. Like I really love that song. <laughs> I really love that song. I think it's so amazing. I think it fits my like perspective perfectly. Like that actually happened to me. And I feel like it's really hard to get people to pay attention to the last track of an, of an album, of an EP. Um, and so I was like, I, cause his favorite song is Forbidden Love. His name is Jackson. Um, he's an Austin based artist as well. And we were just getting dinner at like a Mexican restaurant, just like chatting it up. And he was like talking about how much he loved Forbidden Love. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I want more people to hear it. And I was like, actually, I need to play you this version that I have. That was like how it was written, how it was originally written. Um, how it was intended to be and it got changed along the way because I didn't have a song on my EP that sounded like that um and like I said with my EP I pushed myself to be adventurous so I was like I think Forbidden Love should take this direction because the original version was kind of lived in the space where like what's it got to do with me and like crashing every party lived and I was like no I want to like do something else but I feel like this song definitely could stand on its own and be like a single release so I texted Jade like that night and I was like hey I think I think I want to release this. <laughs> like it was so random. And so just like, you know, I just decided to. So we're just gonna <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and like I said, that's just how I live my life. So I had the original one. I got it mastered. Um, it was made by the same people I made my EP with. So I got it mastered by the same guy that I went to that I found on Fiverr um, that does an amazing job. <laughs> I don't know who he is personally, but you never need to with stuff like that. And so um, got it mastered because we just had this like, silly demo um and I was like I want to I want to have its own release because I feel like the song needs to get like its own attention 
so I came to Gabby with that idea and I was like, I kind of want to do something like red and orange and like, cause I uploaded favorite secret to, to SoundCloud. Um, cause that's how you get like a private link. Cause I wanted one of my friends to listen to it and be like, should I release this? Should I not release this? And the picture that I put on it was the same vibes, except it was Taylor Swift. And that's just something that I had on my phone because I had like her picture for something like I just like randomly like use it for like playlist covers and stuff like that and I was like oh this fits whatever and then I was like wait I actually like want to do a photo shoot like this so we shot it in Gabby's apartment and the backdrop is literally like construction paper and she's just phenomenal like she just used like colorful like jelly type things I don't if that's what they're called I don't know the term I'm not a photographer but and then she literally was like in her kitchen and her roommate was like making like food like right next to her and this is so cool how like somebody who's that talented can take like this setting and one light one camera construction paper and make it look so professional and amazing um so I got like honestly really lucky to have her do the visuals for that um and we just kind of like had fun and did it so definitely gonna be doing something with CrowdSurfer in the future but it was just amazing and any Austin-based artist like use her because she is so great um and so yeah I I wanted to do Forbidden Love Justice so we just came out with like favorite secret and I definitely think it's so amazing for people to hear the first version and how it was written to like the final version and just kind of like appreciate it for what it is. Cause I, singles get more attention than albums. That's just like how pop music is now. So I'm so excited for people to hear it and like, love it and go share it. It's on all streaming pl- platforms. You can go share it, go share it on your stories, go tell your friends about it. It's a bop, do a TikTok dance. Like maybe I'll come up with one. You never know. Um, and I just, it's so, so fun. So and like pop music and that's definitely like where I live. So yeah please go listen. <laughs> yes. And you took over the, uh, the crowd surfer Instagram. So yesterday, yeah, so go check yeah, that out. Go check that yeah. out as well. Yeah. They're amazing. So they, give, they're literally so cool. Yeah. Give them yeah. all the attention it, and it's, it's really great. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. <laughs> Absolutely. Sweet. What, what, um, can we expect from Arist in the future? You know, <sighs> I don't know. I feel like I'm in the beginning stages of like, figuring out what I want to do and it's kind of hard now that I have like a career and I have a career and I have to like plan my releases ahead of time because like I said I just decide on this stuff so um but like with my next song that I'm releasing um because I think we're pretty set on doing another single release and releasing more singles for a while at least that's what I want to do I don't really want to do another full body of work for a while um so I think the next single that I have and that I have almost ready uh, is coming out. I don't know. I'm not going to put a date because I have no idea. But it's definitely like, like I said, feels like home to me. Feels like um, electro pop, uh, Badlands, uh, Halsey, melodrama, Fletcher, dark pop. Like it's all of those things combined. Um, and that's like what I love about it. And it feels so, so real. Like I feel like if I could tell one thing for this EP and I don't I think we're gonna talk again before that comes out um for this single is like 
Uh, it's the most me that I've like ever been. And so I, and that's the kind of music that I'm making right now, the kind of music that I'm writing and preparing. It's the most me that I've ever been. Um, and like most honest and real and like true to like the things that I like to listen to. So like, like I listen to Badlands like every day. <laughs> so I'm like, I never not listen to it or like never not listen to Halsey. Like she's literally like 10% of my music. She's my top artist of all time. Um, anyway, so I think, I think it's going to be really cool, like writing about stuff like that. Um, and so I think in the future, that's that's where I'm like moving towards. And it's going to feel really natural. And I'm just excited to like make music in that in that realm, because that's like the shit that I love to hear. So hopefully more people will love it, too. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And I'm equally, if not more excited for the future for you, because I feel like you have even though you're so like, as like, you're like new to the game or whatever, you know, right. <laughs> you, like, I feel like the perspective that you have on your career and like, you know, all the artists that you're influenced by and like where you want to go and how you want to go about it is so unique. And I feel like you have just a really cool perspective on it. And so I'm just excited to see where that takes you and like how you're going to be able to create your next body of work when you do, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I need to fill the like 2014 Tumblr culture sized hole in like, yes. the music right now. <laughs> so yes. that's like what I'm going for. Very like right back where you want me, break my own heart type beat. Um, and so thank you. I appreciate you saying that because I definitely think, you know, something that a lot of my musician friends remind me of is that your crowd is out there and you just have to find them so I am looking for my crowd now like where are you besties like come out um and so don't be shy come out and so I think um definitely this is like what I want to be and it gets me so excited and it makes me feel so alive and so like making the song has not felt like a chore once and so I think like making my EP sometimes it did feel like a chore I will admit sometimes like going out of my comfort zone and making a song like that it is really uncomfortable but with something like this it feels so natural and it never has once felt like I don't want to listen to it I'm avoiding it like I don't want to do the vocals I don't want to do that because I mean yeah sometimes it's work but this has all felt like you know fun and like purposeful and really intentional and that's I mean I feel like a lot of people describe me as intentional and so I feel like this feels so intentional and I love it and I got out a lot of emotions part two break my own heart part two but like no actually uh so yeah I I can't wait to talk about it more with you guys but I think um moving towards that is is just moving towards what feels exciting um and what makes you feel alive still so that's that's what I'm hoping for (laughs) You heard it here first. More Aerist music in 2021. Oh, okay. Well, I won't. We have a single for sure, but okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far to say more music than that. You'll see. You'll see. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I can guarantee one single, but other than that, we'll see. Yes. Yes. Well, either way, you guys can check out the uh, Jada Production Street team, and if you join that, you'll get exclusive access to Aerist Snapchat, yeah, which she yeah. posts on almost every single day about yeah. the inside life of an independent musician absolutely yeah which no. is super cool 
Yeah, join the Jaded Street team. Um, like we said, I thrive on humor. I thrive on shit posting. So if you join my Snapchat, you get an inside look into like my creative process, like fun stuff, like memes that I think are hilarious, or like like story time and just like shit like that that like makes you see how I make music and how I live. So definitely join that. Join the Snapchat because I would love to have you. Um, and I think it's gonna be really good. We're coming up on like the most exciting time um to be at jaded to be making music to be releasing music and yeah i i can't wait so i'm i'm really excited new era new era. new era new era let's go, go. finally yes. those balloon pictures were gonna haunt me for the rest of my career <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, <laughs> well, I you, love it. You should definitely, you know, shout out all of your socials. Where can people find you and follow you on your journey? Yeah, yeah. So trademark pending, um, but at Aaron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, on- on TikTok, the TikTok. Um, on TikTok, I'm at Eris, uh, no hyphens or um, anything. On Instagram, I'm at Eris underscore underscore. On Twitter, I'm underscore underscore Eris. So it's just like we're trying to get that all in order, guys. But basically, just add Eris, and I'm sure you can find me. Um, I have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, like me on Facebook. Uh, and then I have TikTok, which which is where I get the most um like interaction. I would say TikTok and Instagram for sure. Um, and then yeah, if you if you join the Jada team, you get exclusive access to my Snapchat, and we're gonna do a lot of fun stuff through the Snapchat and with the Jada team for my future releases. Um, so yeah, find me find me anywhere you listen to music. Um, Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, Title, all that fun stuff. Um, YouTube love it and uh yeah i think that's it am i missing any socials am i missing anything else none except for the fact that yes you get a lot of instagram and tiktok viewers but guys she is funniest on her twitter so all <laughs> that oh yeah don't sleep on the twitter because i like don't i feel like it. i have like reckless abandon with my twitter because i don't have as much as many followers on like as like i do on tiktok on instagram so i just post stupid stuff and I'm like I can because I don't but I really shouldn't but I'm gonna keep I mean Twitter we know you know how it is if you want those vibes I'm like definitely Twitter first um I tweet the most so there you go we love to see it perfect awesome so yeah that was Aris everyone favorite secret is out right now go stream it go stream go it, stream it. Follow her. yes Woo! and this has been another episode of a little jaded <laughs>